Welcome to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. I'm your host and the president of IAW, Megan Bizzuto. This show features amazing women from the IAW community who are climbing the corporate ladder and taking their communities with them. Are you ready to be inspired? Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Unlimited Horizons, the podcast by the International Association of Women. My name is Megan Mizzuto. I am your host here today. And as always, I'm super excited for another fabulous conversation with one of our influencer members. Today, I am joined by Haria Belafit. Did I say that correctly? Belatif. Belatif. Sorry, I wrote, I I can't read my own handwriting. (laughs) Belatif. Haria Bellatif. I'm fascinated by her name. I'm fascinated by what she does. Um, and we're going to, we're going to have a great conversation today about self-awareness and what this means and how, why it's important and how we can all be more self-aware. Um, Haria, I would love if you could give us a brief introduction and share some of your background information. Sure. Well, Megan, thanks for having me. Um, yes. So my name is Haria Bellatif. I'm originally from Morocco. Uh, I'm a single mother of two. Uh, my oldest is 16, um, boy, although he acts like he's 19, and my daughter is 12. Uh, my career has been in corporate in transformation and optimization for a number of years. And then I realized that the emotional and human aspect of, of change is always missing. Um, and so, or not, or not giving the space it needs. So that's when I decided to get my certification in leadership development coaching. And uh, about four years ago, I decided to take a leap of faith in me and ventured into solopreneurship, uh, in consulting and coaching. And so the space I'm in, I see it as almost like a um, a way to integrate critical thinking and emotional um, intelligence. So I'm excited to be here and all also to talk about self-awareness. It just becomes uh, more beyond beyond the buzzword that we hear. Yeah, yeah, because it is buzzword, right? It's it's one of those things that we start seeing all over the place, and and so I want to dive in first. I love I love your background and 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 what you what you focus on. I think you're right when we think about change and we think about navigating these big complex things or small little things. Like there's there's a lot to be learned there. So on this topic of self awareness, let's just start by the basic. Like, what does it mean to be self aware? Sure. Well, from my perspective, uh, I think when we talk about awareness, it's the ability to recognize and understand our own thoughts uh, and not just thoughts, but emotions and behaviors. And I'll share a little bit of a a statistical uh, aspect there. I don't know if if you've ever heard it, but um, if you ever read the book Insights from Tara Urich, she said that 95% of the people actually believe that they are self-aware in the studies that they've conducted. And only 12 people, uh, 12% of, of that whole population were truly aware of what was going on through their minds and emotions, et cetera. And I found that quite fascinating. Um, and she went on and added that, um, you know, 80% of people in, in, in general they lie about themselves to themselves, mm. whether um, because because we can't really see. It's hard for us to see us from an objective angle, and so um, that just got me. 
Uh, and so being able to step back and observe ourselves objectively uh, without judgment or bias, um, you know, that's, that's what self-awareness and that's how I actually see it. Mm. But what are your thoughts? Interesting. I'm fascinated by this. Um, and the, the idea of us lying to ourselves about us, right? That's, that's really interesting. So I have so many questions here, but let's talk about the importance first. Why is it so important to be self-aware? Well, I think we don't live in individual societies. We live with others, right? And so in order for us to be able to uh, handle the social awareness or even uh, manage relationships, whether uh, on the personal aspects or professional aspects, we have to be able to be self-aware, identify things about ourselves and be able to self-manage first before we can go and dive into social, you know, the social aspect. Right. Right. And so I think from that perspective, I I can't see a prosperous way of, of, um, you know, growing or developing one on personal or professional side if there is not self-awareness, you know, heavily anchored um, and then when you're self-aware, you can start identifying patterns. Mm. Uh, you start, you know, kind of looking at tendencies and, and then seeing what works for you, what serves you, what doesn't. Because if we don't know those things, then it's hard to break cycles where cycles are. We're going to take a quick break to talk about the International Association of Women. We talk a lot about the challenges women face, and we know that the best way to overcome challenges is with a supportive community by your side. The International Association of Women is here to support you throughout your professional journey. No matter where you're at in your career or business, IAW has the resources, tools, programming, and events to help you make progress towards your goals. This includes frequent networking events where you can show up authentically and share your ask with the community, a resource library filled with ebooks and templates, and monthly workshops and webinars that are geared towards helping you maximize your potential. Visit www.iawomen.com to learn more about the IAW community and how IAW will help you fast track your success. All right, let's get back to the show. And, and at the same time, it's just sometimes you know we talk about relationship and how relationships in general and how important they are for us as human beings um and so unless we we become uh more in tune to what's going on internally um we won't be able to develop and better understand other people's perspectives as well um and so that creates a lot of the issues that we're seeing um right from all aspects, you know, being just compassionate. If you're not self-aware, that becomes a hard thing to do even. Right. So when we look at building relationships and being a part of our communities, and, and this this goes to everything from your family, to your friends, to your career, to your organizations, everything. When you're more self-aware, you're bringing a lot more to it, right? You're more, you're able to, to fit in differently and to be more, there, just a, a better fit in that community and a better fit in that relationship because you're aware of what you're bringing and you're aware of what your gaps might be. I, yeah. Yeah. And you bring up, uh, you said gaps, right? And the gaps are a critical. It's just such a big part of, of the self-awareness, mm. you know, a lot of times. Um, and I say that because 
and you know sometimes we get in our own way yes um <laughs> <laughs> sometimes sometimes might be an understatement there <laughs> uh and yes you're correct uh more often than that we do get in our own way um but biases we all carry luggage from the very moment we were born how mm -hmm. we were brought up uh, all the experiences that we gathered throughout the years and, mm -hmm. and so unless we know how to unpack those things or be ready to unpack those things, um, we carry those things then prevent us from seeing beyond what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. um, and and you, you talked about, about gaps. And I, I love to say to also refer to them as blind spots. Yes. Um, in, <laughs> Probably the better word. <laughs> well, and, I, and there are gaps in the way we yeah. see them. And I think when uh, and i'll just give you an example uh, when i coach people and we go through assessments for instance um, and they do 360s or and they hear feedback from others um, and they'll say well what do you mean people don't see me as being empathetic and i'm like well you know they're like well i do this and i always share and i always listen and and sometimes it's not so much uh, because we see the situation from our intention mm -hmm. whereas others they actually perceive it from the actions that they see from us yes that is the gap that you were referring to that is that blind spot yep uh, you know whether we we think we're doing more of what we think we're doing versus or we think we're not doing enough and so how others actually perceive us uh is is quite essential there and right. and that one of the most critical things that I feel is empowering when we do those assessments. Right. So I want to talk about the, how do we actually work on becoming more self-aware? And you mentioned the assessment. So I'd love to, to understand more of the assessments, because I think like, is it, is it feedback from others that's most helpful? Is it self-reflection? Is it self-assessment? What are the, what are kind of the steps of working on? Yeah. Yeah. Very good point there, Megan. And I think there, there are many, right? <laughs> uh, there are, uh, and and I'm 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 not even going to use names per se because it's I, I don't want to broadcast or publicize any of them. But there are a bunch of instruments, I would say, because sometimes even the use of the word assessment get people reluctant to take in them. Um, and so I would encourage people to use personality uh, instruments out there. Mm -hmm. to one hone it into what they will confirm things that they know about themselves. Mm -hmm. It also sometimes can bring in the uh, additional aha moments, or at least scratching the surface of curiosity. Yes. Um, it's an area of you know I don't know maybe I've never really looked into this. I well, love I love doing assessments. I love like who, like I love when a report comes out that helps me understand better different areas of myself. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. They it, can be very revealing. They yeah. can be very revealing. Yeah. Uh, you brought up the feedback of others. There are other uh, instruments that rely on um, giving feedback to yourself mm -hmm. and then others giving you feedback as well, whether it's on um, you know, how you, um, how they see you, the, the frequency at which you present yourself in some areas. Mm -hmm. um, and, and those are ones where you can actually see gaps because you rate yourself a certain way. 
and then you kind of see how others perceive and that goes back to those perceptions mm -hmm. uh, and it's not so much whether you intended or how you intended on coming across but it's much more than that because your intention might be to be empathetic the way it comes across the way you hold yourself the, the way you even say things you say um at translating to actions that are not perceived the same way from others right and i i can see the there's so much importance in the feedback from others because that's where we get the clarity of like what are my actions actually showing but do you find people are hesitant to reach out to others for feedback because that can be that can be really scary right to say yeah. hey how do you really feel about me as a leader or me as a person or me as a, like like that that can be a lot that can be overwhelming yes it can and i have seen it uh many times over uh regardless of the position that this person mm -hmm. you know they're you know how successful they are in their careers or in their businesses and whatnot um there, there is two things. There are two things that come with that. The first thing is when there is self-awareness, there is a high probability that our vulnerability increases. Mm -hmm. And so, when we allow that vulnerability to happen, that's when you see you are open to feedback. Mm -hmm. You're open to receiving, uh, and you're also open to giving. Because right. sometimes it works both ways. And to your point, um, yes, they, there is, there is uh, uh, um, I guess, a feeling of being overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. There is reluctance because they don't know what they don't know. They, they may like, oh, my gosh, what are they going to say about me? Right. How is that going to impact me at work? Right. Yeah. Um, and I find if somebody if somebody's giving me feedback, I'm going to take action on it. Right. And that that can be scary because I have no idea what they're going to say. And if, if what they say is against how I feel or what I, what I think I'm doing that suddenly I have this, this thing on my list that I need to go figure out and take care of. But again, mm -hmm. I think that circles back to the importance of being self-aware and knowing that even if my intent is, is empathy, if my actions are not showing that I actually want to know that. And, and this is something I say to my team a lot. Like if I say or do something that you sit here and go, oh, I didn't like that. Tell me, I want to know because I, it's not intentional, <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah. sometimes we're moving so fast and we're so busy and we have so many things going on. It's, it's, I'm open to receiving the feedback. Um, well, that speaks highly of you as a, as a leader, right? Uh, not everyone is that way. Right. And that's the other thing, right? It's so sometimes those blind spots. If you have those blind spots or those blinders on and you feel you have it all figured out, even as the greatest leader, most successful out there, then you're not going to open that space to others to give you feedback. Mm -hmm. They're just going to go with what you give them. And, mm -hmm. and that creates a, a vicious circle that sometimes right. is so hard to break. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love this. I think there's some, some good takeaways of, of how to, to lean into the tools and the the assessments and the feedback to to help become more self-aware. Absolutely. And and you know you asked me about how, what can we do to be self-aware or more self-aware. Um and you brought up assessments and feedback cuz they all come on I see them as a bundle almost. Um, <laughs> I, I I also brought up earlier the 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 element of 
observing patterns, mm-hmm. our own behavior. Um, and why that is important, because oftentimes when we tend to do the same mistake in different way, it's just slightly different, but it's the same underlying mistakes that we make that usually uh, tell us something. Mm-hmm. Universe is trying to tell us, many <laughs> people, warning, warning, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and journaling can help with that. I know some, and I know there are, nowadays it, a lot of a lot of these tools have become so commercialized that it's just such a powerful tool to write down our thoughts mm. in no particular order in no particular frame just write them as they come yep. um, and you put them away you don't even ever have to look back yep. at times though it's a good exercise to go back and see years later a few months later and seeing some repetitive patterns. Those yeah. could be great anchoring elements to say, what has happened? What have I done differently? Um, and you know, the, the, the saying goes, if you, if you keep doing the same thing and expect a different answer, that's just insanity. And that's exactly what that is true. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Um, oh, I love this. So one of the things that we talk about on this podcast is challenges along the way and how, so one of my big things is that I I'm here to serve and to help support women. And if I can share my story and help somebody else overcome that in a better way, then I I will be happy. And so I want to talk about one of the challenges that you faced in your professional journey. So you shared with us being the youngest only female non-US native and new to an organization heavily male dominated. There's so much there that's like overwhelmed, right? Like, hey, you just jumped into yeah. what must have been a very, very tough situation. So I'd love to to understand kind of the the feelings at the mm-hmm. start and then what were some of the things you did to overcome that challenge? Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, every time I reflect, I would never take those years back. Uh, I would never change anything, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very interesting because it it was very heavily male. Um, it's it's I was the youngest, and my role was to show ways and brainstorm around ways to make others' operations better hmm. uh, and optimize. So the comment, the underlying message is usually or was usually, what do you know? You're new here. You don't know the industry and you're kind of telling us how to do our job. And um, and so there is a factor of as 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 a, as a female leader, uh, a young female leader uh, trying to assert yourself into an environment that's new. I think there is a lot of um, energy that comes charged with that. Mm-hmm. And I always go back to try to find what's in it for the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you try to make them see how that's actually going to benefit them, right? And that's the critical thinking aspect of it and truly understanding where they're coming from. Um, and I was going to lean in into the aspect of listening. It is such a powerful tool. And we, I don't think that we give it enough credit in our education. 
yep. um, in our organizations. We yep. invite people to talk, not, not so listen. much to listen. Yeah. Uh, and listening is not listening and hearing. It's fully there, being there, present, um, mind, emotions, and everything. Otherwise, we're half there. Yep. We're only half there. Yep. And when we're only half there, we miss on those little um, signals that others might be sending us. And I was fortunate enough, and I think that if I were to say um, humbly, that is one of the elements that I always cherish uh, of being a good listener. Mm. It allows to see and go beyond what's not said. Yeah. That's such a powerful tool to be able to gain that buy-in and to, um, you know, just influence others, even when there is that resistance at the beginning. Yeah. So you touched on two things. So the first, your challenge is very similar to mine early in my career. I actually walked into a room and had a guy tell me, what could you possibly tell us about this? Like called out for my, my age, my gender, my background, everything. And, and it, it was hard. <laughs> um, I was yeah. in a similar position where I was there to give feedback and to to support mm -hmm. process change. And so they didn't want me there. And, <laughs> um, but when you talk about listening, I agree with you that I think that listening is one of the most important skills and it's so under, underutilized. I have three young kids and we, we had a small lesson in listening over the weekend because one of my kids likes to interject. She likes to finish people's sentences. She likes to like jump in. And I said, you need to learn to listen. Like you need to, you need to listen. Um, and so we did this whole thing around listening because awesome. it's, awesome. it's an important skill. And I said, I, this will serve you well, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but it's really important to, to not be constantly responding, not to be constantly thinking, how am I going to respond? What am I going to react? But actually mm -hmm. let the person finish. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, so I want to wrap up here. So you, we, we tend to wrap up with a tip that, that we can share with the community. And one of the tips that you shared with us in your, in your pre-show form was acknowledge the negative self-talk, respond to it and do not dismiss it as it will keep coming back. I'd love for you to, to expand on that. Cause I think this is a great, we all have it, right. We all have the negative self-talk and I think oftentimes we just try to ignore it. it yeah. It's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm just going to ignore it, but you're saying respond to it. Don't dismiss it. And I, I want to dive into that a little bit. Cause I think it's really important. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes, we all do have that. Uh, and, and when we see it coming and coming and coming, the likelihood of us having to put it aside and try not to think about it is the reason why it keeps coming back. So what I usually say, and I heard this some time ago somewhere, and I think it really helps, is literally think about, think about it as your other twin or your inner voice twin. And you say, I heard you, and I know why I'm not going to do X, Y, Z, because my goal is to do what ABC, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So truly even have, because we have those conversations, but never out loud. So trying to verbalize what that negative self-talk is telling us and counter it with why are we doing what we're doing in the first place and bringing back the intention and the purpose of what, what we're doing is critical to kind of overshadow that self-talk. Oh, so important. 
So important. Such a great way to wrap this up. We've covered a lot. We've covered a lot. So if you want to connect with her, you can find her on Instagram at shiftingly.llc, on Facebook at shiftingly, um, on LinkedIn, as well as her website, shiftingly.com. Those will all be linked up in the show notes. So you can click right from the episode. Um, Haria, I've loved this conversation. I feel like you just shared so many amazing gems with us. Thank you so much for being here. It's great having you as an influencer in our community and learning from you. Um, I appreciate it to all of you listening. I hope you enjoyed this. Definitely let us know, go connect with Haria, go, go grab her information and definitely dive in to learn more. And I hope you all have a great day. We will see you back here again next week. Thank you for listening to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at www.iawomen.com.